Hey, road trippers. Welcome to another episode of The Pod. Look, my family travels. I've talked about this. My mom is traveling out here. I'm traveling for the postseason. I'm thinking about bringing my family with me to some of these games. Like, have you guys been stalling on booking a trip like I have? Well, the nerds at NerdWallet are here to help you take the first step towards making your dream a reality. NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. Maybe you're looking for some quality in-person fun with your friends, watching your team live in the NBA playoffs? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the right travel credit card with a sign-up bonus to use on flights to the game. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NMLS 1617539. I actually used to listen to Creed with arms wide open before games. <laughs> with arms wide open. Welcome to another edition of Road Trippin'. We continue to talk all things NBA playoffs and some off-the-court stories, per usual, that caught our eye this week. Um, all right, the question that I had. I know it's a very, very, very small sample size, but has any one team or series kind of surprised you or you know, stood out to you and showed you something that maybe you were expecting or maybe had a question coming in to the playoffs, the postseason? Channing. Uh, to be honest, and this is a, I thought Toronto would put up a little better fight. Honestly, I thought, you know, with their length, you know, at times they struggle to score, which is hard to do when, but I didn't know if Philly's ability to get to the free throw line would transfer and it has early on and it gets their whole team in a foul trouble. And, you know, as deep as they say they are, they're really not, they don't have that much size. Like, some of the guys are bringing off the bench. I'm like, damn, you did not sign up for that matchup. There is no way you signed up to guard Joel Embiid with four minutes to go in the first quarter, and you're already two bigs down. That's <laughs> like playing me against Kevin Durant, like, in the NBA. You're like, what, what are you doing? But they don't have bodies, man. And you look at Philly, and Joel Embiid's doing his thing. But the problem is Tyrese Maxey is on all cylinders. Tobias Harris is doing his thing. I'm curious, but I thought Doc Rivers made a good play by not starting Thibel so that it doesn't mess up the lineup when they go to Toronto because he didn't take the second shot. So now you're getting like Danny Green's getting more minutes. All these guys are getting more minutes and getting into a rhythm. When I saw Danny Green dunk, I said, so drug test that man. <laughs> Damn, his knees, his knees more knocked than mine right now. But he out there booming. They're, they're rolling. But again. I want to see them when they got to play in Miami where they got three, four, five guys that can be physical with Joel and then keep other people in front. I The, the thing, I, I thought that if Toronto could win one in Philly, uh, no Scotty Barnes in game two, that hurt. They don't know his status. That sucks because yeah. I, I I love his game. Um, I thought then, oh, wow, they could go in. He's like a way better go, version they, of you. They could go, they're what? What would you say? I say he's a way better version of you. Like way better hair. Not joking. He is. He's really good. Uh, 
No, I thought that if they this, win one, yeah. if they were to hypothetically win one there, then go into Toronto with no Matisse Thibel, I thought they could might win one there, and then you have a series, like 2-2, two, two, yeah. a little battle. Um, but again, I, I'm still not 100% sold on that Philly's just going to sweep them. I think Toronto's going to be, you know, we all know that Toronto energy and their crowd, and they get so big. Are they allowed to have a crowd? Do they have crowds now? They switch up every week. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Toronto's going to have their crowd uh, because of, like, COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, it's just, it was well, a you know, different country, different rules and regulations. I get it. But that's also why they can't play in there because you can't play without, you know, having all the stuff. Anyways, my point is, is I thought that series might be a little better, but the injuries and then all this stuff, that's kind of offset that because if you take away Matisse Thibel, who is a game changer, with like the perimeter guys of Pascal oh, yeah. Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Van Fleet, um, uh, Gary Trent, like all of those guys, I thought it was like, that's a lot of perimeter firepower to lose one of the best defenders in the league. So that means that's more James Harden, that's more Tyrese Maxey, that's more Tobias Harris, that's more guys that like are, are okay to solid, but like it, it could pose, it gives, it gives Toronto the advantage. The only series that I think got off to that cool start with the game one was the Memphis, Minnesota. But I think part of that was because Minnesota was in like a do or die situation and they showed up still feeling like they were in a do or die situation. And then I think after winning that game, they kind of took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. It wasn't as competitive. You saw it was competitive in the first half and in the second and third quarter, they got clapped. Minnesota got clapped and then the game was pretty much over. So, um, I think that series, I think Minnesota's not done winning games. I still think Memphis is, is should be favored in that series, but those are the only ones. Everything else, Golden State, I'm not. Like, the Dallas series, Utah, that's tough because of Luka. Like, it's the rest of the series are kind of like ho-hum. Um, were you guys – okay, because we haven't had a podcast since it happened, though I know it's happened, and I know we're excited to have J.J. Redick on our podcast. But on his podcast, he was very um, adamant about his thoughts about the way in which Minnesota celebrated. Were you on the? I know, Channing. You had you had a thought. You tweeted back at JJ, saying that it's it's good. It's like oh, it's funny. It's awesome. What did he say? What did, what, it's great. What did he say? Dude, it's like uh, JJ was like, you got to respect him. It's like they ne- you say like act like you've been there before, but none of them have been there before, right? So it's like you got to allow them to enjoy this moment, putting that much passion and and energy into that game. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Like. You can act any way you want, but just know I'm here for Black Twitter. And they were roasting the shit out of them for acting like it was a championship. But that doesn't mean I don't respect Toronto, or not Toronto, Minnesota. I also thought for them, that was, I don't know if they meant to do it on purpose, but nobody talked about how garbage Carl Anthony Town was. They were talking about Patrick Beverly, Anthony Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell, and they're celebrating. Right? I mean, they did talk about Kat smooching his girl in front of everybody, but that's neither here nor there. But, like, nobody was... T- they were only saying good stuff. And nobody... Let's be real. Nobody watches Minnesota. Now, more people are like, dude, I kind of like that really annoying Pat Bev guy. You know, he's like the cat that claws on the back of your your clothes. You know? And I think Anthony Edwards has taken over as the best so player far, on that team. the best player on that team so far from the play-in on. I... I I like the emotion because I, I like the emotion. Like, obviously, we can, if you, you can crack jokes about something and still love it and respect it, right? Yeah. Because people are still fucking talking about the 
Like what yeah, I do exactly. with you, Richard. <laughs> Except I don't respect you. Oh, uh, did you guys just have a moment? That was oh, cute. Me and Tammy had a moment. <laughs> no, I think people people are still talking about how this Phoenix Suns moment started when they went 8-0 in the bubble. People are still, remember when they went 8-0 in the bubble? And it's like, yo, they went 8-0 when half the teams were either resting or sitting their guys or did it. And that's not to deplete it, but it's like this goes in stages. Greatness comes in stages. The Warriors weren't the Warriors before. They won a first-round matchup the first year they made to the playoffs. The next year they got swept by the – or they got not swept, but they lost, they lost to the Clippers, and then they let go of Mark Jackson, then they brought in Steve Kerr, and then the team took off. So if you don't enjoy every phase of this, and I'll give one more thing. We have, as, as basketball players, have constantly talked about one thing, baseball. No one is going to believe this. We have always been jealous that baseball, they rage whenever they win. It, you oh, can't God, tell the yeah. difference between them winning the wild card and them winning the World Series. That's part of the baseball tradition. Like basketball has started doing water fights and doing stuff, trying to, but those guys, water fights. they wear glasses, they wear goggles, they do all of that stuff, and they win the wild card. So that's a tradition in baseball that like we all like, man, we got to like win the first round, dap hands, and like our job's not finished. It's like, yo, let's celebrate this fucking portion. You know how many teams don't make it to the second round? You know how many teams don't make it to the conference finals? You know how many teams don't make it to the postseason? Celebrate it. Celebrate these things that guys can go their whole professional careers and never experience and might not ever experience again. Did you guys see, um, I am all over the place, but I'm kind of like on it right now in the zone. I'm digging it. Do you guys, did you guys like the defensive player of the year? Choice? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree because it yeah. wasn't just one year. I, I thought for they were the best team after the, after the whole year. Like other than the first, I think twenty five games, the thirty five, they were the best team in basketball. Had the number one defense, and if you watch them, Marcus Smart, once they made that transition, he was really the leader. He was an absolute animal. Teams couldn't even start their offense, right? Because he's just hounding their guard, and that's where the defense start. If if you can't start your offense near the three-point line, you can't play basketball. And Marcus Smart was everywhere, guarding bigs, guarding smalls, steals, charges, like just overall communication. So, you know, give him give him his due for his body yeah, of no, work. I, I like it because he has been a great defensive player for years, right? He's been a great defensive player for years. My sleeper, and I, I remember telling Matisse Thibel this um, when he was like a rookie, I was like, Hey, I saw him. I was like, yo man, I'm a big fan. Loved your game. I watched you at Washington. This is when I was covering the PAC 12. And I remember watching this guy and he, you can see he's not a score. He's an athlete can do some things, but he's not a score. And I was like, this guy needs to be a first round pick. What he does is so unique in the way the league is. And he gets into the late first round. Philly does a great job. Um, even talked to doc rivers and doc rivers was like, I didn't like, cause I was like, yo, he broke Gary Payton's just for instance, to give you people a Matisse Thibel and how we were talking about he's an impact player. He broke Gary Payton's all-time Pac-12 steals record. Gary Payton, four-year player, one of the greatest of all oh, time. Damn. Then you see that um, Marcus Smart is the first guard to win Defensive Player of the Year since Gary Payton. So that just shows you the class of Matisse Thibel and 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 a Marcus Smart. So I love that Marcus Smart is a defensive Smart. guy for multiple years 
finally his team is the best defensive team. They're the number one seed, and he has played a great year. That should be rewarded no different than we reward MVPs to teams that are the number one seed and have blank, 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 blank. They fit all the criteria. He fits all the criteria. He deserves it. Is there anything I'm missing basketball-wise before we get into some fun stuff that has to do with basketball as well? Nothing um, great. I feel like there was one. <laughs> well, if it comes up, then just say it. But great. with that with that said, take a shot. No. Um, Jimmy Butler, I loved his comment about what he does on game days, and it made me wonder what you guys used to do on game days. He listens to Backstreet Boys. He plays spades and he drinks his coffee. Anything he can do to get away from basketball but stay competitive is his jam on game days. Oh. So what is your what did you guys used to do Who's on game days? Spades? His buddies. His friends. Yeah, who is he playing spades? His with? Guys. What about on the road like his teammates? On the road? You just Oh, I don't know about on the road, but like yesterday before the game. <laughs> I mean, it worked. My man at 45. Maybe maybe I should have played Spades. <laughs> I, 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 everybody's got their own thing. Like, it's, it's like the one thing that I try to tell anybody that's in any space is like, find what works for you. Like, I forgot who it was. It's like Perk and I, Keith Bogans. These guys would listen to like R&B. They would listen to R&B like, not, I don't want to say slow jams, but they would be listening to just like real chill music before the game. Yeah, I'm not saying the slow jams, but they would listen to like R&B music before the game. It would just kind of relax them and get their mindset. Me, I want to be amped up. I want to fucking run through a brick wall, right? So like everybody has their different things. So find what works for you. And if that works for Jimmy Butler, I think that's dope. I actually used to listen to Creed with arms wide open before games. <laughs> with arms wide open. Back in the New York days. <laughs> The, Creed? I swear. Creed? Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. The lead singer. Richard, you look like a Creed listening know, motherfucker. But it was like, I just remember like when Creed, like no one liked Creed, but everyone liked Creed. They were like the 90s version of kind of like Nickelback or whatever. Now everyone kind of shits on Nickelback. But it was like, you know, a bunch of their songs. And it was just like, I remember the first time I met him, like he was just a really chill dude. And then we kept running into each other in like random places. So we just, you know. Used to have you know beers and then again. I was like, "Did he sign I your didn't CD?" Own a CD of Creed. I'm not gonna lie. Let's take a quick time out because we have a few great products that we want to tell you about this week. Listen up, road trippers. You still dreaming about a trip to the NBA playoffs this year? How about a trip to the NBA finals? Well, what if we told you Nerd Wallet can help you take the first steps to make that dream a reality? Nerd Wallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. And since you're already planning on going to the playoffs, let's bring along a friend. Nerd Wallet can help you find a travel rewards card with a sign up bonus to use on your hotel for your whole crew. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first steps by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. All right, Road Trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player in stat category that you can think of. 
Want to get into the game now? There's no better time with the NBA playoffs now underway. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app, either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA playoffs a little more exciting and enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN or go to your app store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. How do you guys feel about father versus father smack talk? That's happening Love and getting it. legit airtime on the broadcast. Yeah, Love fans of it. Love, Love it. it. Well, number one, I think you look at it as like, you don't ever see dad's parents other than Steph Curry that are up in the media. What other parents are up in the media? It's been Carl Anthony Towns for years. It's been John Morant for years. You don't see Kyrie's dad up in the media like that. I like that. Uh, LaMelo Ball. LaMonzo. LaVar Ball. LaMonzo. That's all of them put together. So that's what I'm saying. Some new fresh blood. I wasn't trying to say, oh, NBA players don't have dads. I'm trying to say this is new fresh blood that's in there. And I and like I that like they're it. taking the moment to like actually do the in-broadcast interview. To your point. Like, you'll see the parents, you'll see, by the way, shout out Riley Curry. Do you guys remember when she was like, like two years old sitting at the press conferences with Steph and the other night they showed her in the stands on her cell phone, damn near like 13 years old. She's only seven, but my gosh, is she like a beautiful little grown woman, little girl. She's not even a woman yet. She's a little girl. Um, but to your point, like they, like they pan them in the crowd, but to see them actually, it made me think that, oh, one day maybe Hendrix and Lil Rich will both be in the NBA and we might get an interview. With Richard and Jay. No, no, that would, that would be bad for both of them. Little Rich, maybe. I don't know about listen, Hendrix. We, we've both been around Luke enough where like they like Luke disassociates himself from Bill as quickly as possible. Cause they're like, oh, does he <laughs> not in a, in a funny way, but. I will say this. I love it. I was at the game and they were, they were enjoying some beverages as you should, as I would, if my son was playing in the playoffs, even if my son was the 12th man, I would be out there drinking, cracking jokes. We kicking it, but we kicking it. There's one beautiful thing that everybody knows about Carl Anthony Towns' dad and John Morant's dad. (laughs) They have so much fun and respect for each other. They're out there talking trash in like the most beautiful of like, like friends way. I don't know if they have history, but they out there laughing and joking in the middle of the game, pregame, just like having fun. They were making a joke about whoever wins the series, the other dad is going to have to wear the jersey to the next game. And I think that's beautiful, man, because sports can be competitive. Sports can be intense. And I even saw the one where Carl Anthony Towns fouled John uh, ja Morant. No, maybe didn't get away with it. But he kind of did that screen, and John ja Morant was on the ground on, like, a leg contusion. It's like, you know, there's parents out there that'll be like, ah, he's trying to hurt me. It's like, yo, they're out there competing. And 
that is a dream. If you are a father, and maybe not everybody's dream is different, but to see, you know, someone that you respect. If Hendrix and Channing, or if Hendrix and Lil Rich were out there competing, him and I would be doing the exact same thing. Cracking jokes, making fun of each other. So oh, for sure. I think that that's beautiful. And I think sometimes parents can get a bad rap in sports, but I think sometimes you also have to highlight when you see something that's genuine and respectful and enjoyable. Yeah, I like when, uh, remember when Kat, um, I, or I think it was Wiggins, it was after their mom died or something, but Carlton Towns' dad went up to Zach Levine after I think he became an all-star for the first time or something like that and gave him a huge hug, like congrats. And so like that of like congratulating, it just doesn't seem that there's any no. hate in their body, right? And they're just like, man, we're all on this stage. I'm supporting you. My my son is out of here competing, but I'm supporting you. I'm supporting him and just having a good time, like Richard said. But I'm glad that that's being showcased because a lot of people don't see that, right? A lot of people, you wouldn't see it unless the camera was on them and they wanted that, right? And so that's what I was, that's what I am continually trying to say is I like these stories. I like those stories too, Channing. Um, Channing, have you watched Winning Time? Yeah. Okay, so obviously, Richard, you have as well. I'm up to episode five. How I think it's hilarious. How spicy I think it's hilarious. Dude, I mean, it's not me, so I can laugh at it. But, like, I'm just like, dude, there's no way that's you. So just, like, enjoy it. More people are looking up who the hell Jerry West is now than ever before almost, which is crazy because he's the dang logo. Like, this it's just is like, come on, man. That I will say. <laughs> and I hate, like, I know I'm a natural contrarian. Like, I just, because it's more fun just to go against anything people say and challenge your brain to come up with a yeah. contrary, like, statement. But if you know Jerry West, he's dealt with depression. He's openly talked about that. Like, you know, whether it's, I think it was his father was an alcoholic. Just some of the things that he dealt with. So to make a mockery of that man... I think I could like, you know what I'm saying? Like you already know somebody has some issues, right? Like he has some issues and been open about his issues, but like they're saying like, he's like, I never threw my trophy out the window. I never screamed and yelled this. I never was laying in a bed, like in my underwear, like art, like, you know, not like, you know, uh, like hiding from the world. I think as much as that is fodder for us and it makes right. the story great and adds an excitement because you have this lovable guy in bust and then you have this crazy wild card in Jerry West. But he was saying, it's like, that's not who I was. So like for a person that we know has dealt with mental health issues, right? And that's a big hot button issue. And for this man who is, you know, damn near probably 80 years old right now who was open and talked about it before it was talked about. So then to have a depiction of his life be so negative and kind of like, that's not true. There, there's no statements there that are saying that this is true. It wasn't in the winning time book. That's it, that the number one thing, the book it's based off the book that wasn't in the book, these depictions of Jerry West. So to, kind of have a person be vulnerable and open up to try and help people and to tell his story than to have a person depict him, Adam McKay, depict him in a light that isn't accurate, that can be hurtful to an individual. And it's like, imagine if they made up a story about Ben Simmons, who was dealing with some, you know, some mental health issues, and they made it so far off of what it was, and what he felt like there's nothing that's accurate. Ramona Shelburne said the same thing. She was like, 
there is some legal ramifications. There are legal ramifications. That's why he's asking for an apology. He's like, yo, you're saying stuff and you're doing things that aren't accurate and you're depicting me in a way that is hurting my brand, that is hurting who I am and what I have built. And that's where like, it, there, is some, there is some issues there. Question. Don't they already say like up front that there is some things that are false and not actual? Yes, like, don't they he, say yeah. that at the beginning and that's part of like the movie or that's the series? Yes. And making they it. Say, they do say that, Allie. But the issue with that is that just because you say that doesn't mean you get to turn somebody into like a crazed animal. Because like, they're an actual like, individual. As Yeah. Like you can't, you can't say, hi, I'm Jerry West. I'm crazy. <laughs> like you can't, like you can't do that. Right. Just because like oh. some of these things have been, you know, did it this, blah, blah, blah. Just because you put out a disclaimer. Right. And that's what he's always asking for with Adam McKay. And it's like, and they're probably going back before, like what they don't want to do is have Adam McKay come out and say, Hey, we did this. And now that you've confessed to it, then he sues you. Right. Saying like, Oh, you've confessed. Now you've sued you and we've had your confession. So he's probably like, Hey, as long as there's no lawsuit involved, we will come out and say like, Hey, these depictions, we apologize for depicting, you know, Jerry West in this manner. He's a respected person. And like, this was part of, to add a little bit of flair and intensity to the story. That's probably what he's looking for, but you got to be careful about coming out with a public apology for, for the, your depiction of someone, because now you also then have confessed to put yourself in a position for a lawsuit. And you basically have to list every single thing that was false. Yes. Because if not, then you're, I don't know you're how that basically works. just doing what they said at the beginning. Anyways, yes. that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. Um, a lot before there. we wrap this great thing show. up, Go watch um, great show though. That being said, great show. Go watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Richard, that commercial you're in. Mm. I'm actually wearing the hoodie right now in the same hoodie that I was in in that commercial. Oh, we know. <laughs> no, I you only got about three hoodies. It's my so. actually biggest like opa. Wearing things what? twice. What? <laughs> Just that's saying. your like yeah. So everybody that doesn't know, Allie never wears the same thing on her twice. Wearing things twice. I'll put, yeah, we oh. reverse this bitch. I, I, I will wear the same black hoodie with four different sport coats over it. And, and just for all the people that like to tell me how much they oh. don't like my hoodie look, I don't care. Like it's awesome. I don't. I don't like if you have to work every single day in television. Like, come at me, bro. Like, if you got to come in every single day with a shirt and tie and a suit and all. I didn't even, I owned like two suits and one of them I had made because we wore it to the ESPYs. That was one of the two suits that I retired. Everything since then is an addition to my wardrobe. I will say between people always commenting on Channing's attire yeah, I got when he goes on jackets. air and his suits and his glasses <laughs> and your you hoodie talk. Are you liking the hoodie look? Oh. You liking the hoodie look? Man, listen. Sally? No, because you listen, look, uh, my hoodie, I get too sweaty. <laughs> I thought okay? you got Botox. So number one, you know, at NBA TV, everyone, I haven't got it in a while, you know what I'm saying, lockdown. Uh, but everyone wears ties and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what, let's spice this up. I'm working for six fucking straight hours talking about basketball. Let's put a little Hawaiian shirt under the thing. Let's unbutton three buttons like Richard likes to do. Ooh, like he's a sommelier at a French though, restaurant. <laughs> I want to throw, I wish I could wear t-shirts. I don't like wearing suits unless I'm going to a wedding. So for me, 
putting on my same dang blue jacket. I got five blue He's jackets, lying. all He's shades of blue, and I'm He's rocking one of them bad boys. He's got five. He's lying. No, I've shown pictures. I got five. I at least, least five what? Blue jacket. Oh, let me, I'll, Just I'll blue give, jacket. I'll, I'll even give another ad. So Lululemon makes these black like dress pants, right? They make black dress pants. Well, I have like five blazers. I have like five blazers that go with black dress pants, but I have two Lululemon pants. This is what I do. I work out. I, I work out, I shower at- In said black Lululemon pants. <laughs> no, no, I shower, I work out, I dress. Then I drive to the studio and I have like all of like my like suits and stuff kind of laid out there. And I have like two pairs of Lululemon. And it's like after like, I don't wear them every day, but like after like a, like a couple weeks, cause that's it, you put them on, you take them off, you work for an hour and then you just hang them back up and you keep it pushing. I'm not out Sick. here trying to make- I could never do that. I could never do that. What? Oh, no, what? I cannot. Allie, I can't. Allie, I have pants at in at NBA and Turner Studios from year one. Stop I've been it. there three years. I have the same pants. I'll put them bad boys on. Jacket A. <laughs> Dry yeah, cleaning uh, like, in hotels like, are expensive. Are also unfairly judged. Like, I could wear the same coat. I can wear the same black coat oh, that's and not white shirt for a month straight. And, like, people might pick up on it if a woman were to wear a dress three times in a year, people would point to it. And like that, that is unfair. And I think Dude, part of it's that, so I'm, not unfair. Gonna speak, I'm not gonna speak on Ali, but I think that that might breed some self-consciousness for some people that make them like, I don't want to wear multiple things or have people see it. So I don't wanna get that type of like annoying shitty criticism in social media. So I like, as much as we can talk about how easy it is, I want to give a compliment to you, Ali, and all the women in the industry that have to deal with that BS, all of them that have to deal with all that negative women. BS, because we're all teammates, we're all partners. And so it's like, whether it's Malika or Ramona Shelburne or whoever it is that has to like constantly every single day come up with something new to wear, that adds another component to not just doing oh. your job. And that that part sucks. Um, but you know, shout out Thank to all you. the ladies in the That's so kind of I got you. you. I got you. I got yeah. you. I couldn't have said it better myself. Besides the fact that I've had to generate a whole new closet on Poshmark because I can't wear the same thing twice because of the closet. Judged. Thanks. Actually, it's shut down. I'm done. I'm onto a stylist. Uh, with that said, <laughs> take a shot to end this podcast. We got to wrap it up um, because I have to run this time. Usually it's you guys dipping out for all your extra well, you curriculars, go, but I got to run. I got a doctor's appointment. Oh. oh okay. yeah nothing fun <laughs> nothing fun um okay if you like love and enjoy everything that you're listening to and watching with road tripping you know what to do rate review subscribe call us text us uh our number is 657-5 call rt until next time see you later love you guys